Here's another inspiring message from Northside Community Church, Sydney. Beautiful. <laughs> Rumpa pump pump. <laughs> it's good. Look, nobody gets lost on purpose. We don't get, lo- we don't get lost on purpose. It just kind of happens. And for me, at least, uh, there is a phrase associated with Hawaii that's not what people think when you think about Hawaii. When we think about Hawaii and the phrases of Hawaii, we think of, I don't know, um, Aloha, Aloha, uh, Waikiki, Pearl Harbor, Luau. Um, Here's my phrase that's associated with Hawaii, recalculating, recalculating. Recalculating. And this phrase is the phrase I heard when uh, I wanted to go and, because I'm an avid surfer, I wanted to go and see the one phrase that all surfers associate with Hawaii, which is pipeline. I wanted to go to, I wanted to, go to pipeline. Instead, for an hour or so in the car, I just kept hearing the phrase recalculating, recalculating. And it's when we had in our car, remember these things that we had in the car? Remember those before iPhone? Anyone have a Tom Tom? Back in the day, did anyone think that was so cool when you owned a TomTom? You know, you still got one, Cara. Wow, that's vintage. That's an antique. You should hold on to that, right? I was so sick and tired of hearing this voice uh, in, in, from the TomTom just saying, recalculating, recalculating. And ladies, have you ever noticed this? But when men get lost, they just drive faster. Have you noticed that? When we get lost, we, we just, I've got this, I've got this, and Kristen's saying, no, but, but it's saying recalculating. Don't you think we should just listen to what the TomTom says? No, look, it's Hawaii. There's one road. It's a North Shore. I'm heading in a northerly direction. Let's go. Needless to say, we just ended up back at the hotel that afternoon. <laughs> I, I got to uh, Pipeline eventually, but um, haven't we all been in situations where uh, we haven't ended up where we intended to be? And as a result, we start to uh, feel the tension that we're not quite where we want to be. We kind of want to go from here to there, and we intend to go there, but we don't end up there. And sometimes you do end up there, and you do so because it was just pure luck in life. You kind of intend to get there, but you look back on it and go, no, there was, it was just pure luck that I landed there. Uh, sometimes you're a bit out of luck, and to be honest, if I was trying to get there, I don't know about you, but luck is not a very good strategy for determining the direction of your life, wouldn't you agree? (laughs) I don't want you to have a lucky destination this morning. And that's why last week we learned that your direction determines your destination, And yet for some of us, and this may be you at this time of year because we're making resolutions, we're thinking about our life trajectories, or maybe it's been at a bigger level post-pandemic, there's a voice inside your head that's saying this morning, recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. And what that voice is in, in your head is it's the voice that feels that tension between where you are and where you want to be. You get a sense that the trajectory that you're on in certain areas of your life is not going to take you to where you want to be. Um, There's a a scientific principle behind all of this, and you can tell this with males that get to about the age of 40 or 50, and you see the symptoms of this recalculating. It kind of starts to manifest with the purchase of things like Mustangs and skinny jeans and jackets and... right. (laughs) 
And we call it a scientific principle, right? It's called the midlife crisis. And you young ones, don't you laugh either. There's another one that happens a decade or so before that that I've dubbed as a former young adults pastor, 30-itis. And it's at that point that you kind of realize that we're all free up until the point of choice, after which point the choice controls the chooser. Those in the midlife crisis recognize that where they are is not where they wanted to be and time is running out. And it manifests itself in all sorts of weird and wonderful and slightly amusing ways for people that are watching. But guys, all of these things are symptoms of the disease of drifting. Drifting's not a good life strategy. We don't want to drift into the future that we want to craft for ourselves or for our families or for our kids or for our grandkids. And drifting's too kind of a word. It's too kind of a word because um, drifting is not really drifting. It, it makes it kind of feel like you're on a boat somewhere just out in the ocean. No, no, drifting is actually a path. It's an alternate path to, from where you, the direction that you want to be. And so I guess my question for, for you this morning, and I'll be asking you, this will be your homework. Are you headed in the direction that you are intended? Recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. Hey, look, it, here's the thing. It didn't matter that I intended to go to Pipeline. I didn't end up at Pipeline because I wasn't on the path that took me to Pipeline. Make sense? <laughs> Thank you, Simone. Because <laughs> here's the thing, like, like physical paths on the road with your tom-tom, life has spiritual paths. Life has soul paths. And these paths relate to all of the alleys we pastors talk about each and every week, you know, financially and relationally and morally and spiritually and marriagely. Is that even a word? I just made that up. That's a Samism. <laughs> these things have paths. There are paths to all of these things. And the problem is we humans have a propensity to go down paths that we didn't intend to go. And if you've gone down some of those paths, what I want to say to you this morning is that it is not too late. It's not too late to change the direction of some of the paths that you've been on. And if you've been down paths where you didn't end up where you wanted to be, there's an opportunity to shift that, whether you're 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or 80. Like I said to you last week, 70, 80-year-olds, please don't think that you're excused from this because Sam's being so future-focused. Some of you have a gift of wisdom to give the next generation. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But here's the thing. We've come to believe the notion that if your heart's in the right place, if I intended to do well financially or relationally or spiritually or morally, that we think that it's the heart that counts. And yet it's the path that counts when it comes to these things. And so if there is a disconnect for you this morning between where you are and where you want to be, don't you think it's time that you had a look at your path? I want to do that with you this morning. And really, uh, what I said last week, and I need to clarify this because this is why I do Super Connect on a Monday night, which you're invited to, by the way, to come and talk about the message. You can never get all of the information through in 20 minutes, but um, someone at Super Connect um, didn't quite understand what I was saying last week where I said that implemented direction always trumps analyzed option. 
Uh, it sounds a bit confusing, so let me get it even simpler. Thank you to everyone at SuperConnect for being my crash test dummies for preaching. Um, simply, what I want to say this morning is that direction trumps intention every time. And what we'll see in the wisdom of the Scriptures is sometimes even a wrong direction in the short term trumps intention every time. <laughs> you know, like, let's just say, for example, that you know, someone's lying in a hospital, you know those scenes in the movies where they've got like their arms in a cast and their legs on that wire thing, you know, those types of scenes. And, and you, you wander up to their bedside sheepishly with a bunch of flowers and you say to them, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't intend to hit you with my car. <laughs> yeah, well, they did. <laughs> because direction trumps intention all the time. You know, some of you are saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to honour my wife one day, but she's not my wife yet. I intend to have a strong relationship, but I'm not married yet, or I'll get to that soon. I'm gonna, I intend to invest in my grandkids, but you know, I don't need to eat healthy now. That I intend to tend to my soul, but I'm a professional, I don't have time for that sort of stuff. <laughs> Direction trumps intention every time. In fact, I've I went, as you know, half of us are doing at this time of year, I went and saw a nutritionist this week. Can you believe that? I went and saw a nutritionist and she was already preaching the message to me. Talk about these paths that apply to everyday life. And she said, life works in seasons. So she said, do now what you know you won't do in the next six months when wintertime happens. In other words, she's saying nutrition is a path. I said to her, you've preached my message for Sunday. Thank you very much. Right? So if, if that's the case, let's take her advice this morning. Do now the things that you want to do later. Just make a decision and do now. And uh, when, when I say that to you, I'm kind of framing up. There's two types of people I'll speak to this morning when I say that because you'll have um, both the procrastinators who's like, yep, I get that, Sam, that sounds so good. I'm writing that down. Mm, that's great. That's awesome. I'll get to that later. Right? Hands up if you're a procrastinator. Yeah. You're all procrastinators, you just couldn't be bothered putting your hand up right now. Yeah. <laughs> or there's the over-analyzers, right? And you're the really spiritual ones and you've brought your Bible in and it's leather bound and you're like, Sam, I want to make a decision but I want it to be the right decision for God and how do I know God's will and I'm not sure what God's will for my life is and if I make this decision then I'm not sure if I'm going to make it to heaven and I'm not sure if I'm going to... <laughs> the procrastinators and the over-analyzers. Who's an over-analyzer? direction trumps intention every time so i'll just preach it to myself and what's funny is that we modern people we think that this is such a new concept you know it's 2023 it's you know new year new do new you okay i'm getting my resolutions down i'm going to do this we think that we are modern people and yet would it surprise you that the ancients have been talking about this for thousands of years and that's where we come into the scriptures this morning where it comes to a passage in the scriptures that really for me sitting on a bus in French's forest I'd been through a tough situation in life I like most people when they're in a tough situation in life you pull out the bible and think you know it's a new year I'm going to take up yoga I'm going to take up Pilates and I'm going to take up Christianity you know like it's it's the sort of thing where I was in that mode I like Johnny's story had drifted from my faith and it was on that bus that I stumbled across these words that have stood with me since Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. 
in all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your, oh, here's this new word. How'd that happen? Paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. And the first, let's look at verse 5 first. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Lean, lean, lean not on your own understanding means this. It means this. You are unique. Your path is not. And here's what I mean by that. How many of you older wise people in your 70s and 80s see us young'uns, midlife crisis? <laughs> you can tell I'm wearing the Nikes and everything today. Um, <laughs> how many of you oldies have seen us young'uns do stuff and go, if you do that, that's a dumb decision? Yeah, it's because oh, Sam's unique, his path is not. Wonderfully, what it means for you this morning is one of the greatest gifts and one of the greatest opportunities that God has given you, younger generation, is people who have already walked the paths that you should be walking. And guess what, guys, in these older people? That's why I love a multi-generational church. They've walked some dumb paths as well. They've walked, they've walked down some really stupid paths. Wouldn't you acknowledge older members? Yep. <laughs> They're nodding, trust me. <laughs> Either that or getting ready to write their elders an email. <laughs> they've trod <laughs> yeah they're recalculating recalculating <laughs> one of the greatest gifts you have is people who have walked a path that is not unique ahead of you and here's what I mean by this in the next verse but then it says in verse 6 in all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight to which some churches will preach this is, and would say it like this if you just do God's ways and God's things he's just going to bless you right that we would, we would interpret that he, he, he makes your path straight is it like oh yeah, yeah yoga pilates and if I become a Christian then life's going to be easy to which I would say, Christians, anyone kind of vouch that when they gave their life to Christ, life became really, really easy for the next 30 years? Any hands? Any? Right? But it, it, it doesn't mean that. Here's what this phrase means. It means God has so woven certain principles into his creation that are just wise and smart to conform the human life to. And you see this uh, scientifically. Uh, I mean, it's like the difference between uh, this picture here. Explain to me for a moment, right? Does this, does this thing on the right fly? Yes? No? Yes? Yes? A feather? How in the world does the thing on the left fly, where like every one of those wings on either side weighs anywhere in the order of one and a half to three tonnes? And this thing is light as a feather and both fly. It's because they both fly not because of the uniqueness of the materials that they're made out of, but that those materials conform themselves to the aerodynamic realities of lift. And in fact, if I'm going to be really clever with your class, the one on the right doesn't fly because it's not plugged into a wing. It's not formed in the shape of a wing. A feather may float, but it, it doesn't fly in and of itself because it's not conforming itself the way that it does on eagle's wings to the reality of the way that that form of materials conforms to the realities of drag and lift. Have I lost you already? 
And so if it's true for a three-ton piece of metal 10,000 feet in the sky that it can conform to the realities of God's creation and fly, then friends, would it not be true that when we conform ourselves to the realities of God's spiritual principles, that we too fly spiritually? God doesn't want you to not have fun. (laughs) Can I say that? God is a fun God. God wants you to enjoy life. God wants you to be joyful. God wants you to do that not through blessing you and taking out all of the hardship of your life, but when we choose to conform ourselves to the pattern of His reality. C.S. Lewis had this great quote here. He said, For the wise men of old, the cardinal problem of human life was how to conform the soul to objective reality. And the solution was wisdom, self-discipline and virtue. But for the modern person, the cardinal problem is how to conform reality to the wishes of men. (laughs) The wise try to conform themselves to reality and the fool tries to conform reality to themselves. So I've got to ask you this morning, are you conforming yourselves to God's realities? And like, for example, it just works better and you fly, when you fly like, like a wing when you forgive first. I know it's painful. I know it's difficult. I know it, you struggle. But when you forgive first, you fly. You fly when you are humble in spirit. Humble yourself under God's almighty hand and He will lift you up in due course. These are God's realities. Yet blessed are the meek. You fly when you bless those who persecute. Making sense? These things that we choose to conform ourselves to, by the way, like all discipline, don't feel fun at the time. But eventually you find that is simply the best way to live. (laughs) To to which I think in all of this, like, oh, that's all well and good. And some of you are like, hey, Sam, I've done that. I've been there. I've done that. But you know what? Life's just not fair. And I want to be really clear this morning when we talk through this. What I am not saying is that if you just conform to God's ways and that that in making your path straight, that life is going to be easy. Many of you have gone, have not ended up where you wanted to be, not through any fault of your own, but because you simply got sideswiped by life. And that breaks my heart. And that that's just the reality of the life in which we live. Suffering is inevitable. Change is inevitable. These things are inevitable, but the question, and we'll look at this next week, is, well, what's the alternative? What's the alternative? Conform yourselves to God's realities or to another. And I, I think for us, the difficulty is that it's, it's often it's, it's some form of restriction in the short term. It's some form of nonsensical decision in the short term, that conforming to God's realities to postpone your gratification or to give money away to other people and to support that when you're struggling or to, or to practice hospitality with people when you don't have time. It just doesn't make sense in the short term, does it? And that's going to be the tension for each of us as we head out of here this week. There are things you will push up against in His realities that make no sense in the immediacy of it all. I'm sure if a feather could speak, it'd say to you, hey, I just want to float. Don't attach me to this eagle. I just want to float around. Floating's nice, and it is nice, but it's not what you're designed for, (laughs) feather. Same as it is for you. Hey, there's a voice in your head. 
that could be saying this morning, recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. And you sense it. If God is moving in this place this morning, and if you're open enough to it this morning, there are things that he would have already brought to mind, or I've been praying for you this morning, that he will bring to mind revelation to you. This is the gift that we have every Sunday. We're not listening to a podcast here. You're in the presence of God. And there is an opportunity in these closing moments to ask God, God, show me paths in my life that are not in accordance with your ways and help me get off these. And I need to ask you this morning, are you willing to trade what seems easy and fun now for something that's satisfying later? That's generally how God tends to work. Do something now, and this is the scary bit too, if you do something now and change direction from where you are, actually has to take the humility to admit that you were on the wrong path to begin with. (laughs) That might need to be the most courageous step. But here's your homework as we finish this morning, church. What I want you to do is, uh, I, I want you to take all the fun that you've ever had, and I want you to think of it. I want you to Take it all, you could write it down to a bit of paper, you could take it in your mind. I want to take, you take all the money that you've spent or all the money that you've wasted and I want you to go take it and put it in a box and I want you to stare at it this week. And I just want you to enjoy that and see how long you last staring at all the fun that you once had. Or alternatively, I want you to think of all the times that you were selfless. I want you to think of all the times that you gave up of things that cost you in the short term but but were worth it in the long run. I want you to think of all the times in which you weren't thinking of yourself, but other people. I want to think of you to think of all the times that you were generous and ask yourself the question, which of these do I long for most of all? Because fun is always in the rearview mirror, but satisfaction is a traveling companion. And what God offers you this morning is the satisfaction of doing life in accordance with his ways. And the only way that that happens is when direction trumps intention every time. So there you go. You're on, you're on notice. Please do not come to my office and say, Sam, I didn't intend to get here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll be more gracious than that. In fact, that's what we pastors are paid to do, is to talk to people and say, hey, you know, I don't know how I ended up here. And you know what? Nine out of ten times is because life side swiped you. And of course, you, you didn't intend to do that. But God's putting me on notice. If, if I end up 12 months or two years or three years or five years in a space that I didn't intend to be, I'm coming back to this message series. <laughs> and I wondered, how did I get here? And I'll just preach to myself. Oh, well, there was a young guy in his funky Nikes who told you, right, <laughs> that he wasn't having a midlife crisis. <laughs> and the direction trumps intention every time. Let's think about that and pray. Father, I'm praying for each and every one of us now in this moment, the way that I've been praying this morning in my study for each person that is within the sound of my voice. I may well be listening back to this on a train somewhere. It could be a Wednesday morning, it could be a Thursday night. This is not the only space in which you're going to do work amongst us this week, Father, through this message. And so as we enter into the the one place in space where we're probably going to have peace and quiet this week. Pray that we wouldn't waste it. Praying for those that it's all the buzz and the noise and everything calms down. Those that may have already felt 
that sense within their gut, recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. For some of us, there are people in our lives, there are relationships that are just not healthy. Some of us have been harboring unforgiveness for way too long. Some of us have been too distracted by work and the things around us to miss the loved ones that are right in front of us. So Lord, whatever it might be for us in this moment, I pray that each of us would have not only the sensitivity but the courage to listen to what it is that you would want to show us and that is the deep miracle of your universality through the Holy Spirit this morning, Father. You can speak individually to each and every one of us in this moment. Speak to us now, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about Northside, visit northsidechurch.org.au.